Hello, hello, hello. So welcome back to the podcast. It has been a while since me and Zach have actually been on the podcast. And simply, it's actually my fault, not his. Um, my schedule has just been out this world busy and we haven't been able to get a schedule that works for the both of us where we can actually sit down and uh, record a podcast. So today um, you're only going to hear from me and soon we will be able to link up and get Zach back on again and get us running with with the with the original two buff beards podcast going uh just right now we just been been missing each other back and forth and you know how it is life gets crazy um we both have very busy busy schedules and once we get that all ironed out we're gonna be back on track again like like it was nothing so um be on the lookout for that but for now i definitely just want to um take a little bit of your time and just talk about a few things that i have been running across in terms of conversations that I've had with people, uh, clients, uh, friends, family, what have you, and just some of the things that are really going on in my mind right now that I feel can create some value in your own life. So number one is I want to talk about a healthy lifestyle and what it's worth to you. It's this is probably the one thing that has me moving lately. You know, me and Zach always talk about what's got us moving. And this is a new year. We're still in the first quarter of 2018. And more and more and more and more am I seeing people dropping out of what they said they were going to do this year. You know what I mean? Or not, um, you know, putting forth the effort in order to achieve the goals that they had in terms of health uh, this year. And man, it is so frustrating to see that, you know, like for someone who loves everything about this lifestyle, it's hard for me to see people stand in their own way. We've talked about that before, but you see it a lot when it comes to this lifestyle. And I'm a listen, number one, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings today. Um, if I do come across a little insensitive, it is not intentional. I don't want you to take it personal. Um, I do want you to just um, hear me out on this, you know, and understand that where I'm coming from when I say these words is a place of wanting to see everyone succeed, wanting to see everyone win. That is literally the reason why I got into this. Like I wanted to be a personal trainer because I love to see people win, just like someone wanted to see me win at one point in time in my life. So. I just want to make sure I make that very clear that this is not an attack on anyone, but I do want people to understand like being healthy is hard, man. Like I I know that, you know, health and fitness industry is probably one of the biggest money makers, you know, money making industry in, in, in the world probably because everyone can benefit from, the whole healthy halo topic, you know what I mean? Like they can make anything healthy and this and that, and it looks cool and it sounds cool. But in all reality, being healthy really isn't that cool. Like seriously, like I'm going to just be honest with you. Let's, let's just take some statistics. I, I want you to think about this because I think already you're probably sitting back in your seat. Like, what is he talking about? Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you why, what I'm talking about. I'm going to break it down to you. Okay, so the percentage of people that are overweight, 
that are, let's say, ages 20 and over, right, that are overweight in our country is 70%, 71%. And that, that statistic is actually back from 2014. So four, four years later right now, and I'm sure it's higher, right? So it's our it's at seventy one percent of seventy one percent of people in the United States that are age twenty and over are overweight. So if your goal is to be healthy, get to a, a good body weight, feel good in your skin, blah blah, whatever, right? Your environment is already set against you. Like you you already are behind the the the, <laughs> the bat, right? Like you're already like in an environment, in a space, in society that is against what you're trying to achieve. Like we're not even talking about your own personal struggles. I'm talking about the environment that we live in. That's what I'm talking about. It's not cool. So just because, you know, you see all this stuff on the Internet to try and make healthy this and healthy that and blah, blah, blah. Like they really not for you, like straight up, like they really not. And they not. It's, there are not a lot of people that really want to see you win in this lifestyle. What they want to see you do is get on board, get a little success, fall off. Get on board, see a little success, fall off. Because guess what? You become a repeat customer for somebody's business over and over and over again, right? I can't tell you how many times I meet, I've met somebody that has literally been on some sort of diet every single year of their life, right? Like they have started and stopped trying to lose weight over 15 times you know what i mean like it's insane it is insane the numbers are crazy okay so let's just dig into that a little bit more being healthy is hard you're not gonna be the cool person all the time right like you have to go into it knowing that and if you don't go into it knowing that you are already so far behind it's not even funny like you have to just know that sometimes you like Let's just go. Let's just go back to this. OK, so if you want to succeed in your job, right, there's going to be some sacrifices that have to be made. Right. You're going to have to study hard. You're going to have to work hard. You may have to work longer hours, whatever. Right. Like you're going to have to put in the work to in order to succeed at whatever you're trying to do. Like living a healthy lifestyle is no different. I don't know why people want to make this so much easier than everything else in their life. Like if you want to see this thing through, listen, you gonna have to work. And it's not going to always be the most like uh, like thing that's the most pretty or the most beautiful work. Like it's going to be ugly sometimes and you have to make sacrifices. And that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like when you go to work, you might have to have a lunch bag with you. And guess what? Everybody else ain't going to have one. You probably going to be the only person carrying your lunch because I, I promise you this. Everybody else going out to eat. Or they eating at the cafeteria or whatever, right? They're making convenient choices for them. And guess what? Living a healthy lifestyle ain't always about convenience. It's it's really not. Like, so like you gotta go into it knowing this stuff. And I can't stand to see people stand in their own way when it comes to these things because like it's gonna be hard. Like, you're not going to have this road be easy. And the way that society has it with all the slimming this and the teas and the detoxes and the carb blockers and the appetite suppressants, they make you think that like this lifestyle is going to be easy, but like, really it's just not. So like you need to just accept the suck 
and dig in and just keep going. Like you just gonna have to go with it. You know what I mean? Whenever you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, you have to know that you're you're disrupting your physiology a little bit. So you're trying to ask your body to survive on less calories than what it needs on a daily basis, less energy than what it needs on a daily basis so you can lose fat. And if you're asking your body to do that, you mean to tell me you don't think that's going to be hard to do? You're not going to be hungry all day long. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Like you you think you're going to go into that state with no issues? Like you got to be kidding me. Like it's seriously. Like you got to be kidding me. If you really believe that going into that state is going to be easy, something is wrong. Like for real. Like we need to tighten up some screws upstairs because like you're not you're not getting this right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one thing that I really, really want to just bring home. This lifestyle is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park like people try and make it out the same. You know what I mean? Like I remember a quick story. I remember even when I worked at corporate gyms, like, listen, I'm with a, surrounded by people that are supposedly supposed to be in this healthy lifestyle community. that's supposed to embrace all of this, these things and whatnot. And I was literally me and maybe four or five other people actually brought our lunches, actually brought our food with us. You know, I used to get made fun of every single day. Like I was the laughing stock. People used to say, oh, Kelvin got his lunch, blah, blah, blah. I'd be make fun of my bags and all this. Like it, it wasn't even cool. And I was in I was working in an environment that said it was supposed to be cool. And it still wasn't cool. So just imagine if you have a regular desk job or if you're, you know, if you if you do manual labor or whatever, like it's it's definitely not gonna be cool for you. Like if my I know my sister, she's a teacher. And I got her, I convinced her to start taking her lunches and preparing her food and stuff like this. And she tells me all the time people make fun of her. Like, it's just it's just part of it. When when 70, 71 percent of the world is overweight, you mean to think that you think that is like what you're trying to achieve in terms of you being healthy and lean and and and, and trying to, to increase uh, the, your quality of life is going to be cool. You're crazy. Like, seriously, like you really got some things twisted up and you need to get that checked out quick. Because, like, if you don't understand that, you're going to fail at this so many times because there are not that many people that are going to be for you in this. Like, if anything, people want to uh, see you fall off, right? They're going to they're gonna tease you and be like, oh, Kelvin can't eat what we're eating because he's too good for us. Or they're going to say stuff like, um, hey, do you want these donuts or do you want this pizza or whatever? They, they want to see you indulge with them right misery loves company like and when people are around you they want to see you do what they do they want they want to see you join in on what they what they're doing and then when you do join in you're still not going to be cool because they're going to make fun of you for joining in with them like it's 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 a lose-lose situation if so if you don't go into this thing just knowing that you're going to have some battles you're going to have some be at some crossroads with some people every now and then like you just have to like be okay and be at peace with that situation because that is what it is when your environment is 71% against you. Like you just have to understand that. Okay. Now that we talked about that, I can move on because now I feel like I, we, we're in a good place, right? We, we understand that. Um, the next thing is I want to talk about is uh, abusing uh, exercise. And so when a person talks about, I don't want to start, you know, getting healthy or whatever. The first thing they turn to is starting to work out more. Like they just, they think the gym is like the place to go in order to hit all their goals. And it can't be further from the truth. Like it just, it's not true. 
the gym is a place where you can actually work on transformation. So if you want to improve your lean muscle composition, if you want to to lose fat, that is a place for you to be able to do that. And if you just want to see some changes on the scale, you don't need to go to the gym. Like the gym ain't the place to be. Let's let's break down metabolism, right? Metabolism is what your body requires in terms of energy to maintain function, right? So if we break down metabolism, you have to know where where are my energy sources? Like what are the demands on my energy from a day-to-day basis in order for you to really, really understand weight loss or to understand gaining gaining muscle or to understand anything, right? The first level or tier that's responsible for metabolism is your resting metabolic rate. And what that is is basically how much energy your body requires to just do its thing on a daily basis. If you were to wake up tomorrow, Lord willing, and you just sat in bed all day, your resting metabolism would be just that. It would be how many calories you're expending just staying still, not doing anything, right? Next on the tier, is it's, uh, and that's roughly about 60% of your daily energy. Like that's your daily energy needs. That's about roughly around 60% or so. Um, it, it takes up the majority, right? Next up would be non-exercise energy expenditure, right? So basically that is um, the cost of which to just move around all day, to walk to work, to walk to your car, get up and go to the kitchen, fidgeting, so like twisting or turning, like just normal physical activity that you would do that's not exercise related, like not gym related, not going for a run, blah, blah, blah. This is just like, you know, the whole 10,000 step deal. This is why this came about, because people start to understand that, you know, your non-exercise physical activity could really help your you burn more calories throughout the day. And so they started to have these step goals to almost capitalize on that piece of science, right? Because remember, all these weight loss schemes, all these things that people talk about to lose weight and lose five pounds, blah, 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 blah. They all come from a piece of science that's been twisted or turned away to kind of fit what their model is, right? So the step counter came about from this piece of energy expended from 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 metabolism. So that's roughly um probably in terms of effectiveness it's probably around 20% or so um of your daily energy needs. And again, these in these these percentages can sway one way or another. So don't don't think that these are exact because the human body is dynamic, it's ever changing. So we're not just going to have this one strict percentage every single time. Like it just doesn't work that way. But okay, but moving on. The next is thermic effect of food. And basically that is the energy that's required to actually um, utilize nutrients in your body. And that's, this is, a, again, where another piece of science comes from. You, I, I, know, I know everybody's heard of, like, the Atkins diet or South Beach or high-protein, low-fat diets, right? Um, protein just so happens to be one of the highest um, amounts in terms of thermic effect of food. It uses, it requires the most energy um, to break down and to digest and things like that. So that's why people used to use these high protein diets because they protein is very satiating. If you eat a lot of it, you kind of get full fast, things of that nature. So anyways, 
back to what I was talking about in terms of thermic effect of food, that is another um, cost of energy in the body, right? And lastly, last, do you hear what I said? Last is exercise. That's the last one. That's the last place where the body is looking to give nutrients to, to give energy to. So if you think you're going to strictly just count on exercise to help you meet all your goals, you, you got it wrong again. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like this stuff is so simple, but we make it so hard. You know, it's, I, I just don't understand. Help me, please. Listen, before you start to work on exercise to be this saving grace to you, you need to get a lot of things in order first. You're resting metabolic rate. You know what? You need to be sleeping consistently. You need to have a sleep schedule because guess what? If you don't have a good sleep schedule, your resting metabolic rate is going to get thrown off. You hear what I'm saying? That's where cravings come from. That's where you start looking for food in the pantry that you're not even hungry. You're just looking, just to be looking, and you end up snacking and blah, 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 because you're not protecting that part of energy expenditure, right? Let's, let's go another with another example. If you think that you're not controlling stress levels or finding a way to cope with stress is going to uh, be alleviated by just increasing your exercise, you're, you're, it's got another thing coming. Like you have to get those things in order because guess what? That is a cost. That is an energy cost to the body. So you have to have all of these things in line. That's why it's called a lifestyle, people. Oh, okay. I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. I need to calm down. I need to control my own stress right now. Okay. So listen, the next thing if you really want this thing to work out, you have to really focus on having physical activity be a priority in your life. I don't care if you have a desk job. You need to find a way to make it happen. That's it. If you have a desk job, that is great. Just try not to sit all day. You know what I mean? Like try and move more. Whatever you got to do, try and move more. Um, that's another one. You have to have that in order, right? Um, you have to have a, some balanced nutrition. And if you don't have that, then you're going to miss out on a lot of good opportunities for you to have energy being used in the body correctly. And then last but not least, you have to have an exercise regimen. So I hope me breaking down metabolism actually helps you. Now we can get to what I really want to talk about today because I just went off on a rant right now. Um, what I really want to talk about is food cues. And I've, I've been reading a lot of books lately, a lot of textbooks I'm a big textbook reader. I, lo I love to read studies. I love to read textbooks and things like that. So I've been reading a lot just about food cues and just how I feel like um, people just need to be more aware of these things. And the reason why um, I think the awareness needs to be raised on this is because of the notion that um, food is addictive. And I'm starting to see a lot of people like right now, ket ketosis, ketogenic diets are real big. Vegetarianism is real big. Um, being a vegan is real big right now. And it's because of misplaced um, science. And it's because people are using science to their advantage and, and, and preaching things that are probably not really facts. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because um, I think it can come full circle and really help people. You know, my job is never to I don't feel like my job is to change anyone. Um, I never have. That never has been a goal of mine. Uh, my goal has never been to get you to feel bad about what you're doing or nothing like that. 
I have always been on a quest to make people ask better questions because if you ask better questions, you'll always get better answers. You know what I mean? And this lifestyle is about asking the right questions and asking better questions because there is really no right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like there is really, you know, I always tell people whenever they talk to me one on one is that, you know, the answer is always somewhere in the gray. It's never fact. It may be someone's truth. Right. Like so you may say something and it may, that about this lifestyle and it may be someone's truth, but it's not all the way all your truth all the time. You know what I mean? And so let's go for for one like this. Um, a big one is saying carbohydrates are addicting. Right. And that may be someone's truth. Right. But that uh, that is not your truth. And, and, and to be honest with you, it's not 100 percent science. It is a piece of science, but that is misplaced. So we can dive into it. because That's exactly what I want to talk about. Um, I went through a, a time in my life where I thought carbohydrates were just extremely bad. You know what I mean? Um, and it was misplaced. Like I totally brought this out of nowhere. I started reading about these. Uh, I, I forgot the book, but I started reading about all these things that all oh, carbohydrates um, can hijack the brain and blah, 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 and this and that. And I remember I did a contest one time strictly on uh, ketogenic diet. I didn't eat any carbohydrates the entire prep, nothing like that, because I was really on this kick about um, carbohydrates being damaging to me. You know what I mean? Inflammation, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you. It was the worst prep of my life. Um, I looked terrible. If I could share the pictures through this podcast, I would, because I'm, 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 it's, a, it's a very good story. I looked absolutely horrible like it just was not for me and the reason why i say it wasn't for me is because i was looking at somebody else's truth and taking it for my own and that's just not what you should do so um i tried the diet i did it for about it almost close to a year and i found that it just wasn't very sustainable like um, and that's where I got the notion where, and if you, if you talk to me before, you'll always know that I say this. If you didn't, if you can't see yourself eating the same way that you're eating today, five years from now, this is probably not the best way for you. And if you know me, I probably said that to you once or twice before. So, and I, that's when I got that question. I started to ask that question in my mind when I was on that ketogenic diet. Cause I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this, man. Like, this is not me at all. So that's where that comes from. To talk about that, it comes from people saying that uh, carbohydrates are addicting by it hijacking the brain because of dopamine. So whenever you eat a carbohydrate or a highly palatable food, let's just not say carbohydrates in general, but a highly palatable, highly palatable food, a food that tastes good, um, you get a dopamine rush. And dopamine is basically just a hormone in the body. Um, like They call it the pleasure hormone, right? And when you eat carbohydrates, they used to say that, oh, it acts just like, um, you know, drugs like uh, cocaine or crack or anything like that. And while that may be true that you do get a dopamine rush, you get a dopamine rush doing a whole lot of things. You know what I mean? You get a dopamine rush from getting a hug. You get a dopamine rush from someone maybe giving you a compliment. You can even get a dopamine rush from opening your cell phone and seeing a positive comment on social media. You know what I mean? So the question, we have to ask better questions. So does that mean, are we addicted to everything? I would think not, right? Do we get dopamine from other things in the world? Absolutely. So why aren't other things as addicting, but carbohydrates are extremely addicting? You see what I'm saying? We got to ask better questions so we can get better answers. And the answer to that is that 
dopamine is not really the, the the devil the dopamine is not something that we should run from or we should be scared of right we shouldn't eliminate carbohydrates because we get a dopamine rush from them right what we should do is start to understand what that dopamine does to the body so dopamine gets released but guess what we do as humans we attach an emotion we attach something we attach a memory we, we attach something from the brain to that pleasure center to that dopamine response right so let's just say for example you get stressed out from work and when you get home the first thing you want is some something to make you feel better and that just may be let's just say ice cream so you eat some ice cream and guess what you get that dopamine rush and what happens you start to feel better so guess what you tied, right? Guess what you tied to that dopamine response from you eating ice cream? It makes me feel better. You see what I'm saying? Ask better questions. We get better answers, right? Let's say for, for me, um, I, I'll use myself as an example. When I get really, really tired, let's say I have a long day of working, just crazy hours, right? If I get super tired and I haven't prepared my food correctly like I should have, then I will start to look for anything to give me energy. You see what I'm saying? Um, if I don't, if I have not prepared my food and, 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 and tired is what I feel, then I'm looking for something to help me get out of that funk so I can keep going, right? So to me, I'll, let's say I'll go grab a bowl, a bowl of cereal, right? I'm going to look for the quickest thing I possibly can find probably something that's heavy calorie laden so I can so it can get me going and something that has a low energy cost that I don't have to spend a whole lot of time preparing because I just want the food right now and it may not be the best idea it may not be the best thing for me to get but I've tied an emotion to that response so now I have the quick food that I'm looking for and guess what now I feel like I have energy I really don't have that much more energy than what I had beforehand, but I told myself that I'm going to have more energy. And so that's the response I, 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 I actually, you know, look for and I, I seek out because now I'll have that tied to that dopamine response. And we do this with, with so many things. It's called food cues. So you have to be aware of your food cues so you can make sure that you're not putting yourself in a position that could be compromising for you. You see what I'm saying? Be aware of what your food cues are because that dopamine response is so powerful, it can increase our motivation to go find the food that, that makes us feel some type of way, right? So let's say that you're sad. Somebody broke up with you, and guess what? You know, when you used to have this happen to you, let's say in the past, you would go want to go at an all-you-can-eat all buffet, right? So now you have that food cue motivation to go find the food that you always have tied to that dopamine response, which is an all you can eat buffet. So that's what you'll go seek out. Right. You'll go seek out those things. So we just have to be aware of, of food cues that we have when it comes to these things, because it's not the foods that are addicting. Right. It's the it's the emotional response we have to the foods that make it so addicting. You see what I'm saying? Because. A lot of times, once you have that food, it's one bite in and it's like, oh, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And each bite after that, 
that motivation kind of tends to dwindle. You see what I'm saying? Like that food isn't as good as what it was that first bite, right? And some people it is, and that's a different story. That's something clinical. We won't talk about that. But most of the time, that food diminishes in motivation in terms of what you are motivated to keep eating it goes down after a while because that response that you've had to it kind of dwindles over time. You see what I'm saying? So it's just something I really want you to be cognizant of. I feel like people just need to be more aware of food cues because they are very, very powerful and they can increase your motivation to go find something um, like super, super past your limits because food cues can be so powerful that your body will literally cut off any willpower that you think that you have. You know, cues can be, they can be visual, they can be mental, they can be uh, auditory or, or some even olfactory. They can be smelled cues, right? Like they can be something that you like smell French fries and oh, now you want them. And you used to remember that whenever you used to smell French fries, it was like a good day or whatever, right? Like, so you just have, or the smell of popcorn or, or you know, things like that. Or somebody starts mentioning cake and you start getting really motivated to go find that because whatever emotional response you have tied to it, right? Uh, visual cues have been really big because they use it on TV commercials. That's what that's what they use when they open a bag of chips or because they, they, they you got the auditory there or they give you a big juicy burger on TV. It's, it's visual cues. So you just have to be very, very uh, aware of these things. It's, it's a very effective psychological tactic that people use um, in order to get you to be motivated to go do something because they know that you have something tied to that in terms of emotional response to food. So you have to just make sure that you're aware of these things. It just, it just, it's, you have to mind your cues, people. You got to mind them. You got to respect these things. It's real. Food is not addicting in, the, in, in, in its inherent state. Uh, it's what we have that's tied to the food that makes it very addicting. So, I hope you learned something. Um, I'm sorry I got off on a tangent about the whole lifestyle being hard, but I just want the un people to understand that, you know, this is this lifestyle is hard. It's, and you have to make sacrifices. It's not going to be always pretty. It's not going to always be easy, but it's worth it. And if you stick with it long enough, you'll get to see that. And you get to find other people that can support you in your journey. It's hard to find them, but you can find them. And you just have to be patient enough to just weather the storm and stay with it until you do find them. And it's, it's very important to have a community behind you. But you just have to know that when 71 percent of the world is obese, it's going to take you a while to find some people that actually support what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's, sometimes not even your own family is going to be there for you, but you just got to keep going. It's, it's worth it in the end. You just got to keep pushing on. Anyways, I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I will talk to you later.